Hello, Kristen here. Before we get into this episode, I wanted to tell you that the antidote is a thing that's happening. It's a series of monthly gatherings that will help you return to your body and your being over and over again in the face of, you know, 2024, election insanity, climate change, global wars, your own personal stuff, other stuff. It's crazy out there. And it's easy to abandon yourself and freak out. The antidote is for bringing you home to yourself so that you can be safe in your being even when the world outside of you feels objectively unsafe. And because everybody's marketing at you and there's no reason for you to believe me, you can head to jointheantidote.com to grab a free recording of the first session that happened this week so you can feel it instead of thinking about it to see if it's a good match for you. That is jointheantidote.com. Scroll all the way down and you will see a place to pop your email address in and grab the recording. Hello and welcome to this first episode, which I'm calling Microdose. So um, one of the things that I love about Brene Brown is that she is so fucking prolific with the amount of content and podcasts and just so much that she puts out. And one of the things that I find stressful about Brene Brown is the amount of podcasts. Like, I'm like, this is like three hours a week, every week. How do you, how do you do this? Like, I don't have three hours a week to listen to Brene Brown podcasting. So I wanted, I was like, and I love Brene Brown with all of my soul. So I was like, perhaps you're having that same feeling that I've been making podcasts that are uh, like 40 to 60 minutes in length. And what if we get back to, that's what she said, early days, which is like under 20 minutes, probably under 15 if I'm super quick. <laughs> um, and I get you sort of the the most juice I can possibly give you in that amount of time. And I give you some options for exploring should you want to go further. I feel like that's a, a courtesy and a kindness. So for the next few weeks, I have shaped at least six of these that hit on both the really important things that I just want to remind you of uh, and um, some new spots that I want to go. I want to combine a bunch of text with um, with poetry and see what happens in that space um, with the podcast so that there's there's juice here and there's life here and there's something different going on here. And also um, you get what you need in, in like a, a microdose. So this is pandemic year three and the transcript is not going to be exact on, on this in the blog post because there's no transcript of the noise which is like oh, right pandemic year three fuck me like even the worst predictions like, i distinctly remember listening to people talking about pandemics how long does it take them to get to be an endemic and they were like it's two years and that was like nine months in. And that was, you know, oh, God, we'll never make it there. No, we made it there. And it's still a problem. So pandemic year three, we're we're not used to being here. And when I started to plan for this year, which I would do quite a bit of in December, and then I solidify during the first couple of weeks of January, and then we go. Um, I was like, I don't know what to do here because it feels like goals are stupid. And, um, it feels like 
I have no control over anything. Now, those neither of those things are true, obviously. I'm saying it feels like, right? And if you have the feeling like goals are stupid and why bother? Okay. Let's let's enter into that with some better questions and some ways to get at your work in a different way that might be a little healthier. And this is just as much a note to me as to you, to be clear. Um, this is not a lecture. This is just like, how are we going to do this, everybody? I think this is how we do it. So the first question and sort of the framing question that if you just stop here and you're done, I think you're going to be okay. What are you going to get from this year no matter what? So there are goals that you can only get, you know, with the help of other people or with the help of, you know, a bunch of energy and time. Like you want to increase your business by 30%. You want to, those sorts of things. Like you can't add a no matter what to that. But what are you going to get from this year no matter what is like, what are you going to do no matter what? What are you going to commit to no matter what? That's that's the only thing that we have control over is our own behavior. And so what are you going to give yourself to and get from this year no matter what? And that might be a feeling. Um, for me, there is literally a sign that I'm looking at right now that I printed out and framed that said 2022 is for ease because nothing has felt or seemed easy and so I just want to be like an ease hunter of like what is easy here what feels good here what feels gentle here what feels kind here so what are you going to get from this year no matter what can be a feeling it can also be in much more practical terms which is where we're going it's always where we're going um, to get clear on your scope of work now I did a whole podcast episode about this which you probably didn't listen to because you know 2021. Um, if you want me to break this down in like really precise detail for about 33 minutes, that's, that's what she said. Episode 236. And that's kristenkelpcom slash scope dash of dash work. And I realize now that that's not even SEO friendly because of is a stop word, but you know, I like to live on the edge. So here's the short version. As I sip my coffee, cause that's 2022 capitalism, the system, the global system, skews toward goals being simple, deceptively simple, and more based. So I've seen this play out when clients are looking for more clients or more sales. When they fail to define what more is, you can't see me doing heavy air quotes, more. When they fail to define what more is, it quickly becomes infinite and unreachable. You will never feel like you've successfully gotten more clients because the answer to getting more clients, once you've gotten more clients, is getting even more clients, right? There's there's no cap on anything. It's just more, 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 which is, that's just capitalism. That's just how it is. But obviously, especially if you provide services for people, you don't have an infinite capacity to just have, you know, 74,000 clients, right? There is a cap on how much you can do. And then there's just like, oh, this would be completely overwhelming and lead to burnout. So I want to get to that space. And I want to be really honest here. Based on your physical, mental, and emotional energy right now, as in, on this planet right now, not in some future where you have more physical, mental, and emotional energy, and taking into consideration the time you've got, because as far as I can see, schooling is like, ha, 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 it's on, it's off, it's on, it's off, it's on, it's off. It's just up to you to figure out what to do with your children for five days a week for eight hours a day. What can you realistically handle creating, offering, 
and or marketing in 2022. That is your scope of work for 2022. And I mean, get it down to the number, get it down to, I can have this many clients on these days. Get it down to, I'm writing a book and I can do X hours of writing per week, which means that at X point, I'll have X thousand words, like as specific as you can possibly be. But the tricky part is to be really clear about your physical, mental, and emotional energy at this time. So what can you realistically handle creating, offering, and marketing in 2022? That is your scope of work for 2022. So the aspirational self that's like, I'll just write six novels in my free time during 2022, in in addition to all the other things that I needed to do, can we kill the aspirational self that's like, that's not realistic, that's not helpful, that's not promising, that's just expecting way too much of yourself. So to be perfectly clear for me to like how tight can you get your scope of work? My scope of work this year is to hold Imaginarium workshops here in Philly to help people recover their sense of connection to themselves and to one another right here in the midst of pandemic. You can hit up bit.ly slash talk with KK, T-A-L-K-W-I-T-H-K-K to book a call and to talk with me about attending. I will also be working one-on-one virtually with about 15 coaching clients in KK on tap. Again, bit.ly slash talk with KK if you would like to talk with me. And I'll be writing poems like a mofo. It doesn't even say I'll be publishing them or sharing them, though that is like part of it. Um, the, The key is to write them. That's it. I can add more shit, sure. But this is what I'm committed to. 15 clients, imaginarium workshops, writing poems. Knowing exactly how much you can do before overwhelm wins or the wheels come off will help you move through overwhelm and whatever this year holds with greater ease. So if you want to prevent burnout, you can do all sorts of things once burnout begins, or you can also just do less so that you don't get burned out. Because as much as you fight against whatever the pandemic conditions are that are in your life right now, they're not going to go away just because they make you angry or just because they're disappointing or just because you don't have any time right now. So instead of beating yourself up because you should be able to, you know, launch six programs while also raising your kids and homeschooling them, um, what if we take that down? What if we take down that expectation? And what if we define what you can do so that you don't go insane by chasing some stronger, lighter, better, more ideal or perfect version of yourself. Scope of work is you versus you in many cases. It's you as you are right now versus you as you imagine yourself to be or remember yourself to be. So this is the part that feels sort of the most important and healing. It's okay if your scope of work today in this year, in this moment is not the same as it was in the before. Five years ago, my current scope of work, remember, Imaginarium workshops, KK on tap, poems, talk with me at bit.ly slash talk with KK. That would have been the start of a much longer set of tasks that also included just casually ghostwriting a book or two, launching a class or two, and hopping on a plane to travel to workshops and speaking gigs at least four times. And honestly, I was usually in the six to eight hopping on plane times a year. But then is not now. And being honest about that does everyone in your life a favor. Because then you're not behind, you're not doing it wrong. You said you're going to do these three things and you're doing these three things. Fantastic. You're in alignment with yourself. It's beautiful. 
It's okay if you have less capacity for work today than you did at some point in the past. Due to long COVID, my brain takes about twice as long to write and to shape teaching materials as it did before I had COVID. That's just how it is. I can beat myself up. I can make myself wrong or bad, or I can just be like, that's, that's how it is right now. It'll change. It'll shift. But right now it's different. It's okay if today's version of you is overwhelmed more easily by thinking about your scope of work than you would have been at age 19 or 24 or whatever age you've mentally tabbed as your glory days or just in the before. The pandemic has shaped and is shaping each of us as it moves through. So your scope of work is a function of your time, money, and energy. It's about working toward a place where you've hit enough with all three without tipping into burnout or despair. So if your scope of work is aligned and good and simple and just you hit it just right, fulfilling that scope of work means you'll have enough time, money, and energy without burnout. That's what I'm going for. There's like a There's a tightrope walk here. So what are you going to do this year, no matter what? And can the whole thing fit on a napkin or a post-it note? Because that's a doable scope of work. What I'm looking for here is the the roughest, simplest outline of what you're going to do. It's not 84 projects and a 96-page document. Because that's actually the opposite of what we want. We, we can expand forever, but we want to condense and contract into these are the most important things. One, two, three. And then which emotions and experiences will you cultivate no matter what happens? So for example there, no matter what happens, my ass will be at the beach in Asbury Park as much as possible this summer because I can drive there and back in a single day. So that's an experience I can cultivate no matter what happens, whether we're socially distanced, whether whatever it is, I will be there. So which emotions and experiences will you cultivate no matter what happens? Those are also worth writing down. And this year, more than ever, maybe we can leave room for imagination, for not knowing, for asking what if for riding the waves and rolling with the punches. So part of the joy of having this, just this one, two, three, simple, 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 is that it's a whole lot easier when some, something else wants to come in or something else wants to happen, that there's room for it instead of like, well, I have these 93 projects I'm working on. There's no room for anything else. Or I have these 93 projects and I can't work on 90 of them. So I'm a disappointment. Let's not shift it that way. Can we have it like three bullet points of what you're going to do this year and leaving room for imagination? A poem that probably says that in a far more articulate way than I just did. This is called January 4th, 2022. The headlines say civil war is on the way. And while this may not be the biggest news to hit planet Earth, it really does fuck with my goal setting. Is surviving enough? How are we to catch the systems as they crumble? What is the right way to go about rectifying reality? And what if the other side has most of the guns? I hear a quiet voice say, ask better questions. What if Pentagon funding could be turned into free childcare, fair pay for teachers, and art absolutely everywhere? What if tanks could be turned into trumpets? 
What if corporations no longer had rights? What if we learned to stop buying more bullshit things from our scroll machines? What if we learned to put it all down and look each other in the eyes? What if we learned to put it all down and look? And that's scope of work. If you'd like to be held accountable for actually sticking to that scope of work you've just made, please let me tell you about the Imaginarium. It is a live in-person event in Philly for the fully vaccinated in which we help you figure out where you are at this point in pandemic and where you'd like to go. So there's a disorientation. Where the fuck am I? What's going on? We find you. And then where would you like to go? Then we use group coaching via monthly check-ins and weekly meetups to get you there. You will make straightforward progress in the direction of your choosing while being connected to other absolutely phenomenal humans. And connected not like Facebook group sense, connected in the deepest, most beautiful sense of the word that I can possibly use. As Imaginarium attendee Kelsey texted me yesterday, quote, I treasure this group so much. For me, I'm getting better at articulating what I'm feeling and needing and asking for what I want in my life because of this space. And I just cherish these women and celebrate the magnificent growth they've all experienced in such a short amount of time. So you want to feel deeply connected and you want to grow and you want to be held accountable for doing what you say you're going to do. Fuck yes, this is for you. Your fellow workshop goers are amazing. And the work we do together is a big, fat, gorgeous, heaping bonus. Again, you want to hit up bit.ly slash talkwithkk, T-A-L-K-W-I-T-H-K-K, to talk with me about attending an Imaginarium workshop in 2022. And as you look at your scope of work, may you feel absolutely certain about what needs to happen this year. And may it be so, so simple and so clear May you release the part of you that wants to be bigger, better, bolder, braver, insane. The part of you that needs to write the 96 books this year. (laughs) May you let that part go. May you put down your perfectionism and embrace exactly where you are right now. May you find a, a point of entry that leads you to having enough time, money, and energy. And may you cultivate the emotions and experiences that will make this year meaningful no matter what. Thank you so much for listening, and I'll talk to you soon. Thank you for listening. One more time, The Antidote is a series of monthly gatherings to help you come back to your body, your being, and your breath when it's most likely that you'll self-abandon. The Antidote is the antidote to trying to do everything all alone, all by yourself, while you grow more stressed and you're generally freaking out and telling everyone you're fine while quietly or not so quietly scream sobbing in a private place between tasks. Let's not do that. Let's try something different. This is a really simple format. One gathering a month on the first Tuesday of the month until the 2024 election. So we're practicing the skills that we will need in November now. And we're getting really comfortable with body, breath, and being now. And that's available to you at jointheantidote.com.
www.thisisfreeshow.com. There's a free recording. You can sign up. You can get more details. Enjoy, enjoy, enjoy.